Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Sleepyhead Stories. So in this episode of Sleepyhead Stories, it's going to be a bit shorter than the previous two episodes because Conchetta and I are about to board an airplane to fly to New Jersey to see Conchetta's grandmother, my mother, for the Thanksgiving holiday. So things are a little bit busy around here, but I wanted to stop and take time to read you this story that is really, really a great story. Conchetta really loved it. It's actually a Cinderella story, but not the Cinderella story that you would know or have heard before. Um, This is actually a Cinderella tale from the Algonquin Native Americans, and the Algonquin Native Americans come from around the area today along the Canada border by Quebec, Ontario, Canada, that area. That's where the Algonquins lived. And actually, we learned that there are 1,500, 1,500 different versions of a Cinderella tale um, that span hundreds and hundreds of years, all different types of communities and, and cultures, but all with a very similar message. So this is an Algonquin Cinderella tale. The book is called The Rough Face girl and it's won all kinds of awards it's teacher approved it's a really great book Conchetta enjoyed it so in a minute I'm going to be reading this to you guys and then we're going to be headed on an airplane (laughs) to New Jersey and we will be doing an episode a Thanksgiving episode with Conchetta's grandmother later next week so just hang in there Face Girl, written by Rafi Martin and David Shannon. A note from the author. To see good rewarded and evil punished or justice is rare. Stories, however, pass on the realities not of the everyday world, but of the human heart. One way in which the universal yearning for justice has been kept alive is by the many tales of Cinderella. Indeed, there are some 1,500 or so versions of the basic Cinderella story type, and they've been recorded all over the world. In each, the cruel and thoughtless at last get their just reward, as do those who are kind and good. The rough-faced girl, an Algonquin Indian Cinderella, is, in its original form, actually part of a longer and more complex traditional story. 
Brief as it is, however, the rough-faced girl remains one of the most magical, mysterious, and beautiful of all Cinderella's. Grown on native soil, its mystery is rooted in our own place. I am happy to pass it on to the children and parents today. And he dedicates this book to the enduring vision of the Earth's traditional peoples. Here we go, guys. The rough-faced girl. Once, long ago, there was a village by the shores of Lake Ontario. Off from the other village wigwams stood one huge wigwam. Painted on its sides were pictures of the sun, moon, stars, plants, trees, and animals. And inside this wigwam, there was said to live a great, rich, powerful, and supposedly handsome, invisible being. However, no one could see him except his sister, who lived there too. Many women wanted to marry this invisible being, but his sister said, only the one who can see him can marry him. Now in this village, there lived a poor man who had three daughters. The two older daughters were cruel and hard-hearted. They made their youngest sister sit by the fire and feed the flames. When the burning branches popped, the sparks fell on her. In time, her hands became burnt and scarred. Her arms, too, became rough and scarred. Even her face was marked by the fire, and her beautiful long black hair hung ragged and charred. And those two older sisters laughed after saying, Ha! You're ugly, you rough-faced girl! And they made her life very lonely and miserable indeed. One day, these two older sisters went to their father and said, Father, give us some necklaces. Give us some new buckskin dresses. Give us some pretty beaded moccasins. We are going to marry the invisible being. So their father gave them these things. Dressed in their finest, the two girls marched through the village. All the people pointed and stared. Look at those beautiful girls, they said. Surely they will marry the invisible being. And if those two girls were proud and hard-hearted before, they were even prouder now. They walked haughtily through the village. At last they came to the wigwam of the invisible being. And there was his sister waiting. Why have you come? she asked. We want to marry the invisible being, they answered. That's why we're here. If you want to marry my brother, she replied, you have to have seen him. Tell me, have you seen the invisible being? Of course we've seen him, they insisted. Can't you see how pretty we are? Can't you see the beautiful clothes we wear? Oh yes, anyone can tell that we truly have seen the invisible being. All right, she said quietly. If you think you've seen him, then tell me. 
What's his bow made of? And suddenly, her voice was swift as lightning and strong as thunder. His bow, they stammered in surprise. His uh, bow, uh, we know, we know. But turning desperately to one another, they whispered, What shall we say? Let's say it's the oak tree. So they said, It's the great oak tree. No, said the sister of the invisible being. No. Oh, she saw at once how they lied. Tell me, she continued, if you think you've seen my brother, the invisible being, then what's the runner of his sled made of? Uh, we know, we know, cried those sisters. But whispering feverishly again, they wondered, well, what shall we say? What shall we say? Let's say it's the green willow branch. No, said the sister when she heard them. No, you have not seen my brother. Now go home. Just test us fairly, they exclaimed. We've seen him. Just don't ask us all those silly questions. All right, said the sister of the invisible being. Come with me. And she took them back to the great wigwam and sat them in the seats furthest from the entrance, the guest seats. Soon they heard footsteps coming along the path. Then something stepped inside. Though they heard it breathing, the two sisters still couldn't see a thing. Suddenly a great bow and a beaded quiver of arrows appeared in the air and were set down. But those two girls sat there, their eyes wide. All through the night, they never saw a thing more. And in the morning, they had to go home ashamed. The next day, the rough-faced girl went to her father and said, Father, may I please have some beads? May I please have a new buckskin dress and some pretty moccasins? I'm going to marry the invisible being, for wherever I look, I see his face. But her father sighed. Oh, daughter, he said, I'm sorry. I have no beads left for you, only some little broken shells. And I have no buckskin dress. And as for moccasins, all I have left are my own old, worn, cracked, and stretched out pair from last year. And they're much too big. But she said, whatever you can spare, I can use. So he gave her these things. Then she found dried reeds and, taking the little broken shells, she strung a necklace. She stripped the birch bark from the dead trees and made a cap, a dress, and leggings. Then, with a sharp piece of bone, she carved in the bark pictures of the sun, moon, stars, plants, trees, and animals. She went down to the lake shore and soaked the moccasins in water until they grew soft. Then she molded them to her feet, but they were still too big, and they flap, flap, flapped like little duck's feet as she walked. Then all the people came out of their wigwams. They pointed and stared. 
Look at that ugly girl, they laughed. Look at her strange clothes. Hey, 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 go home, you ugly girl. You'll never marry the invisible being. But the rough-faced girl had faith in herself, and she had courage. She didn't turn back. She just kept walking right through the village. And as she walked, she saw the great beauty of the earth and the skies spreading before her. And she truly was alone. Of all in that village, she saw these things, the sweet yet awesome face of the invisible being in the sky. At last she came to the lake shore, just as the sun was sinking behind the hills and the many stars came glittering out like a fiery veil in the darkening sky overhead. And there, standing by the water's edge, was the sister of the invisible being, waiting. Now the sister of the invisible being was a wise woman. When she looked at you, she didn't just see your face or your hair or your clothes. No. When she looked at you, she looked right into your eyes and she could see all the way down into your heart. And she could tell if you had a good, kind heart or a cold, hard and cruel one. And when she looked at the rough-faced girl, she saw at once that though her skin was scarred, her hair burnt, her clothes strange, she had a beautiful, kind heart. And so she welcomed her dearly, saying, Ah, my sister, why have you come? And the rough-faced girl replied, I've come to marry the invisible being. Ah, said the sister, if you want to marry him, you have had to seen him. Tell me, have you seen my brother, the invisible being? And the rough-faced girl said, yes. All right, then, said the sister. If you have seen him, tell me, what is his bow made of? And the rough-faced girl said, his bow? Why, it is the great curve of the rainbow. Ah, exclaimed the sister in excitement. Tell me, she asked. If you've seen my brother, the invisible being, what's the runner of his sled made of? And the rough-faced girl, looking up into the night sky, said, The runner of his sled? Why, it is the spirit road, the Milky Way of stars that spreads across the sky. Ah, cried the sister in wonder and delight. You have seen him. Come with me. And taking the rough-faced girl by the hand, she led her back to the great wigwam and sat her in the seat next to the entrance, the wife's seat. Then they heard footsteps coming along the path, closer and closer. The entrance flap of the wigwam lifted and in stepped the invisible being. And when he saw her sitting there, he said, at last, we have been found. Then, smiley, smiling kindly, he added, And oh, my sister, but isn't she beautiful? And his sister said, Yes.
The sister of the invisible being then gave the rough-faced girl the finest of buckskin robes and a necklace of perfect shells. Now bathe in the lake, she said, and dress in these. So the rough-faced girl bathed in the waters of the lake. Suddenly all the scars vanished from her body. Her skin grew smooth again, and her beautiful black hair grew long and glossy as a raven's wing. Now anyone could see that she was indeed beautiful, but the invisible being and his sister had seen that from the start. Then at last, the rough-faced girl and the invisible being were married. They lived together in great gladness and were never parted. The End there you go, guys. That was an Algonquin Cinderella tale of the rough-faced girl. It was a short version. It's actually a very quite long story. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And again, the, all the more reason to be kind and have courage and a, a warm heart, right? And also not, not to judge a book by its cover. I think those are some great lessons. And the uh, illustrations in this book are absolutely beautiful so if you can get your hand on a copy of it I highly recommend it okay thanks again guys have a great day or a great night and we will talk to you in the next episode thank you for listening to this episode of sleepy Ed stories make sure to subscribe yes and make sure to send in those shout outs we love those shout outs and share us with your friends so we can have even more people in our sleepyhead stories family and if you're new here we say welcome yes welcome thank you for listening guys have a great day or a great night